Agents Podcast. This episode of Lab Code Agents Podcast is brought to you by Link U. That's L I N K, the letter U. Link U increases your referrals and conversions with automated and personalized digital follow up. Link U's ultimate follow up machine and done for you follow up services can save you time, money, and energy by putting your follow-up on autopilot. And that's something we all need. This is how you get in front of your SOI and past clients and all different types of leads to get that consistency that you've been looking for. You want to learn more? Then you've got to attend one of their webinars hosted by LinkU's CEO and my friend, Wesley Rocha, where he reveals his follow-up secrets and the fastest way to double your real estate business. You can register now at www.followuplab.com. Trust me, this is not something you want to miss. Register now at followuplab.com. Lab Coach Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coach Agents podcast. And this one, friends, is going to be a little bit different. And by different, I mean our podcast guest has come to me a different way. Usually it's, you know, there's podcast agents that are bringing them to us and they come with a bio and they come with this pretty little one-sheeter and they and they usually have something that they want to talk about or they come from, of course, lab code agents. They come from Tristan and, and just from our connections. This one, folks, came from Clubhouse, mm. a little app you might have heard of. And by the way, when we're recording this, uh, Clubhouse is very new. Uh, but by the time you actually listen to this, hell, it might even be dead. I don't know. <laughs> but the point is, it's unique. And I actually intentionally did zero homework on Zach, other than what I know and what I've gotten to know him through Clubhouse, which is actually probably more than I, that's enough. But I think it's interesting. And the reason I bring that up is because we, we talk about Clubhouse. We've probably been talking about Clubhouse. It's a, it's a fantastic networking app. If you've not been on it yet, this is a great reason why it was worth my time because I got to meet Zach. Uh, and I and I'm sure we're going to stay in touch in in perpetuity because we share the same values. And I'm really excited for him to share his story today and how he's grown his business. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Zachary Zach Faust. I'll call you both of them from <laughs> Delaware. You're probably yes. our first guest from Delaware. Welcome, brother. Well, I appreciate it. First state, first guest, and uh, thank you so much, Jeff, for reaching out and. Uh, connecting. I feel like I've known you longer than what's been six days. Maybe, uh, yeah. I think that's the beauty of the authenticity of Clubhouse. But yeah, I'm a uh, realtor, owner of Loft Realty in Delaware. Uh, opened the brokerage a little under a year ago. Uh, we were actually talking about that in the office as to when exactly our anniversary date is because we opened our doors uh, in one of the worst times to open your doors. <laughs> I had so many plans for the parties and the events, and uh, it's been kind of quiet. So I have been a realtor now uh, for four years. I am a social media enthusiast. I love everything social media uh, from the, the analytical side, the tools, but most of all, what really makes me passionate is the deep psychological aspects of it and the ever-changing puzzles that you get to fix 
in your own mind when you're creating content for social media. Garnered a following on TikTok, about 1.5 million. Um, and on all social platforms, I go under Zachary Loft, uh, which was because A, not a big fan of my last name. doesn't really roll off the tongue. Sounds like you're punching somebody. And um, Loft was my brokerage name. So it's kind of stuck and I'm sticking to it for now. It's interesting. It's good to point out. We'll probably have to point that out multiple times throughout this episode. Absolutely. So, so Zach, I'm interested. You've only been in the business four years, which is really important. So all of you listening, uh, pay attention, whether you're in that same boat and you're new to real estate, or you've been in the game for a long time, what he's been able to establish on social media is nothing short of amazing in the sense that you. you don't have to be in the business that long to, to do this. And so, but, but before we get down that rabbit hole, uh, what did you do before real estate? I was a correctional officer. I worked in prison. Yep. It was my, um, so I, I'll give you the backtrack from that. As I was saying before the, uh, before our, this call or before the podcast, beforehand, we were talking, um, I was raised by two military parents, both air force, uh, bomb transitioned into the army national guard. My dad transitioned into the army reserves. And so we kind of planted our feet in Delaware. Now, both of them worked full time. Most people don't know you can work full time in the reserve and the guard. And they did. And, you know, subconsciously influenced for years of, you know, the military is going to be my choice. If I had any choice, I would have played basketball, loved basketball, was getting recruited for a little bit of time, tore my MCL, and I'm only six foot tall and white. So didn't really stand much of a chance. That was kind of the last nail in the proverbial coffin. 17 years old, joined the Army National Guard, uh, knew with the connections in there, I'd be able to go as a full-time National Guarder, and I did for about four years. Uh, deployed, nine-month tech school, on and off is actually kind of a marketing assistant uh, for the Delaware Army National Guard. And really all I did was create their Photoshop content, which I sucked at, um, got fired. Then went and worked for a surround sound installation company. I quit. And then I went and worked for the state uh, installing police lights on cars, uh, thinking this could be my step in the game of being a police officer. And uh, they fired me. And they fired me as I had already, thankfully, started the process of becoming a correctional officer because I figured, okay, got my foot in the state job. Now let's go to correctional officer. Then I can go state police. So I'd already started the training. They had already accepted me, thank God. And I got in there, worked there for a year, and I quit once I got my real estate license. So fired twice. Why did you get fired uh, from the police installation gig? So I was demoted twice in the military and I was fired twice in my life. The police game was I was inattentive and didn't bring quote unquote energy to my position. So <laughs> um, I was demoted in the military twice, uh, once in basic training and once on deployment. The one on deployment, I left my weapon with somebody and they decided not to watch it. And so, of course, my weapon, my responsibility and we're in a war zone. And then at basic training, uh, believe it or not, doing a Sudoku puzzle while in the field. Yeah. <laughs> so I have stories for days on that. But, uh, and then the other one I was let go from, it was again, inattentiveness. I, I just, I never was able to focus my energy, um, into one thing solely that I did. Like I really had a heart, if I don't enjoy it, I, I, I have no ability to give my energy to it. I saw it in my relationships with girlfriends. I saw it in my own family. I saw it in, you know, social gatherings, everything, you know, if I'm not into it, you're going to know. But if I'm into it, you got everything. And I started a soccer league while I was in the correctional field because I missed sports. So I started an adult soccer league. I realized I was pretty of, good of at prisoners. 
No, <laughs> outside of that, okay. I did it as kind of a side gig for a little bit extra money. And because I missed the sport and there weren't any real courts I could use for basketball. So we did an indoor soccer league and we did adults and we had 18 teams sign up and I made a little bit of money and I was like, wait, this is interesting. And then somebody told me I should be a realtor. They asked me three times on the third time. I finally said no again, but they said too bad. I paid for your class. It starts tomorrow. And she became my mentor. And now I'm here. I love so, it. I yeah. love it, man. I, I, you know, if there's one thing I took from all of that was, and especially for us in the real estate world, you, you know, find your passion. And it may not be selling real estate or taking buyers around or even selling homes, but within the industry, and I can speak to that from personal experience, I've found my passion. I'm in mortgage, which is really boring and it's hard to be passionate about it, but I found it through video and social media, which all feeds back to the game of my business. Sure. And so every anybody listening to this, I think this is really critical because we're going to go deep on Zach's passions and and what he's really into now next, uh, which is where you've gotten to today. So, you know, you got in the business four years ago. What was the progression? We don't have a lot of time or there's not a lot of time to even talk about or cover here. So I, sure. I feel like this is a short story. So I ask, um, wh where did you start? Where did mm -hmm. you start to build your business? And, um, you know, kind of, and then let's get into where you are today. So getting into the business, I had zero real estate experience, had zero sales experience. And I had basically been told in every profession before this one that I wasn't good enough in one way, shape or form. And so my ego was at an all-time low and my confidence was at an all-time low. So I took this opportunity to walk in as an absolute blank slate. And what I did is I began the August before. So this January would be my fourth year. The August before when I started my class, I decided this was going to be my thing. And I knew in order for me to be better than I was, I had to be better than who I'd been. And I started a journey of personal development. I started reading for the first time. I started listening to people who are brilliant, like these gurus, like the uh, Tony Robbins and the Gary Vaynerchuks and reading the books by the Simon Sinek's of the world. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which changed my financial mindset. I read Unshakable by Tony Robbins, which changed that. And um, I started to change who I was. And then when I walked into you know, being able to sell now, I was now licensed. I still have my job at the correctional facility. I thought, okay, let's look around and see where I can solve a problem uh, because business is simply the art of solving problems. And I was like, okay, there's 1,700 people in this state that can sell homes. What can I do better? Like, where can I add value? And I found that nobody was making videos. Now, when I'm growing up, I had my little camcorder, my little flip camera, you know, back when we actually used those. And I love to make videos. It was just fun. And I enjoyed it. And they were terrible. And there were any others, 14 year olds, YouTube videos, they were bad. But I remember I enjoyed it. And I saw that nobody was doing. It. So I was like, all right, Gary Vaynerchuk says to do video and no one's doing video. So maybe that's where I can add my value. And I just started taking out my phone, went live on Facebook. I would go to other agents, open houses with their permission. I would even go to other people's listings. I would say, would you let me promote your listing? I'll let them know it's you and all that and blah, blah, blah. You can be in it if you want. No one took me up on that. And I started to become, to get that following. And people would reach out to me like, hey, I know you're a realtor, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, how'd you know a realtor? Oh, you're making videos all the time about it. 
you, you sound like you know what you're talking about. And I was never bringing any knowledge to the table. It's just simply saying, this is a bedroom. This is a kitchen. Hi. Like, and one of the biggest things that I found out really early is I didn't edit most of my content. It was very raw and there were bloopers. I would speak over my words uh, and I would just leave it in there. And it humanized me. And which was another value point that I was able to bring in my market that I found out later on as, you know, I dived as I dove deeper into the psychology of it, I didn't realize I was doing it. Now I'm just a absolute geek for the psychology behind how content is consumed, how people view businesses, the, the psychological and emotional states that clients are in when they're presented with a brand. And I've just continued now to give that to my, my agents. We have 16 agents within Law for Realty now. And I just want to see them be able to utilize the tools that I've learned, the stumbling blocks I've gone over. And really, that's the boring story. I've gotten more and more creative and open as it's gone on, you know, as I'm finding out, you know, the more, the deeper I go, the more people like it, you know, and now I'm falling in the pool at the listing video. Now I have a flamethrower. Now I, you know, am being viewed as the guy for the crazy listing video. And, you know, will 50% of people hate me for it? Absolutely. But 50, uh, but there's 20% out of people there, 20% of people out there that'll be raving fans about it and want to use nobody else but me. And it'll well, be the easiest transaction of my life. And somebody might, hate is a loose word. They might say that your personality is too loud, but when it comes sure. to sell my house, they might say, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to break bread with the guy, but I want him to sell my house because he's going to get the most exposure. And that's the sure. way people need to think about it. Yeah. So, but let me, let, me, let me digress for a second. So there's a lot to unpack there. And I think the first place I want to go is you've only been in the business four years. So three of those years you were an agent, which is, which is impressive by the way, that you now have started your own brokerage. Appreciate Not it. only have you started your own brokerage, you have 16 agents. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people listening here that are either brokers or aspire to grow a team or aspire to have their own brokerage. Uh, you know, the, the reality is this, it, it's, it's, you know, we live in a world where if you don't have a few gray hairs, sometimes you're not taken very seriously. And so what are you doing? What do you think is the secret sauce that has allowed you to grow to 16 agent? Is it simply, do you think it's the video? And if it is, I want you to go deeper, but what do you think it is? Well, I'll, I'll add one other facet to it. It's 16 agents with a hundred percent retention rate as well. We haven't lost a single one that didn't get fired. And that's going back into when we were just a team because I started a team in my second year. We've never lost a single agent unless we literally said go. <laughs> We've had to do that a couple of times. Well, and I can, and let me, let me say something on that. You know what, you know why folks? Because of value. It's, it's, and it, that's, yeah. It's, it's and that's it's exactly value. what I was going to say is the secret sauce is I don't, view and, and and i'm going to be viewed for a fault on this one and i'm, I'm prepping anyone that's listening I, I don't view agents as price tags i don't view them as numbers i listen to them if they're not video people i'll put them in a creative circle where video is possible for them in one way shape or form or it's or it's templated out for them if they're not advertisers i'll get them hooked up i'll get them set up if if they have a need i'm going to fill it i'm flexible and again, some people might not like me for this, but my cuts are so competitive, I don't take a profit. I set up a brokerage that allows people to have as successful careers they'd like. And I know I'm not going to be able to take a salary out until I hit 80 agents. And so, and that's, and that will be a salary that's very like large, but I'm not going to touch it until I hit that. And I can tell myself I've brought value, significant value 
to over 80 agents and I deserve X at this point. I feel I don't deserve X. So, so I've basically forced myself to put the agents first and make retention my number one focus. It's my one thing, retention and recruiting. Um, and I'm not recruiting just everybody. I'm recruiting people of like-mindedness of people I want to break bread with of people that understand that this is not just, I want to be an individual agent for 20 years, that they want to start a team, that maybe they want to start their own brokerage one day. Maybe they want to open up a, a title company to work with us. You know, maybe they have a passion for marketing like I do, like, and, and really just adjust for them. You know, as one person came on, I had a videographer I worked with. He's like, well, I like video too. I'm like, okay. And we got him, I got another videographer and he services two agents. And then someone else came on and I was like, all right, let's get another videographer. And then we got a personal assistant for somebody. And then they said, well, this other broker has a transaction coordinator. I'm like, done. Let's get a transaction coordinator. Like, we'll figure it out. And I love the fact that we're not a franchise because if they have a question, they want to change, they have a, you know something they think will improve the experience of being here. It's as simple as a conversation with me that. right there. Yeah. So um, a question going back to what you said, when it, when it comes to retention, actually, first of all, attraction, mm -hmm. what do you think is, or I guess what is the number one reason that you think uh, people join? Is it because of those, well, actually, before I say that, mm -hmm. so how do you make money by selling homes? Yeah, I sold, uh, I sold 63 homes last year. So I, I still am in personal sales. Um, I do act as a consultant locally for a few businesses, not something I'm doing full time at the moment. I also do have a team and I'm shifting the way that team operates for the following year um, to kind of take me a little bit farther out of sales and more into just simply leadership and marketing. Um, Cause I do view myself as a marketer first where my passion rain is maker, rain maker. <laughs> exactly. And the number one attraction has definitely been the, the presence. And I wouldn't say just social media marketing, just the presence. People know who we are. People know Loft Realty. Um, people know my name and sometimes in an infamous way because, you know, I do things so differently and some people don't like it, especially agents. You know, those 20-year agents who are still just operating as, you know, top producing individual agents hate that I have a brokerage in, you know, what was three and a quarter years. You know, they hate that. They hate um, it because they're threatened. They hate I, it because absolutely. what you're doing is is one-upping them. Yeah, and I never take it personally. And also, I I never stray away from helping anyone who asks how. I have a very much, an abund I have an abundance mindset, honestly, to a fault. I don't truly believe there is one to a fault because I believe at the end of the day, the universe pans itself out in the right ways and everything balances. Um, as Thanos would say, everything's in perfect balance, but not to be too much of a nerd. But, you know, I, I will help someone out. Absolutely. Like, I, I remember someone said, you know, I want to join your brokerage, but I want to run my own brokerage one day. What happens when that happens? I said, I'm going to help you open it. Like, I don't understand. Like, and I don't get why anyone would have a different answer. So, you know, and, and that person's going to be, and at the end of the day, not my number one priority there, but what's going to come with that is three years of devout loyalty, knowing that he knows I have his best interest at heart. You know, it's the same reason why if I build a following of 20,000 people on Clubhouse giving absolutely free value and information, if I were to drop a consulting or coaching, uh, you know, program, I already have loyalty from those 20,000 people because I brought the value for free and I'm going to have the implementation for a fee. We talk about this all the time. And, and I think it, Clubhouse is a phenomenal example of how most salespeople, and I'm talking to you if you're listening to this right now, can't get out of their own damn way. 
you get in front of the camera on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Clubhouse, not the camera in this case, the <laughs> microphone, and you feel like you have to talk about business and sell yourself. You're actually unselling yourself when you do this. You have to be willing to put in the time, which Zach is an anomaly. It doesn't, it's, it's not get rich quick. It's not fast. This, this, the strategy is not a quick get rich quick. It takes years to build up that brand and two to three years probably is about the uh, time mm -hmm. if you do it neurotically consistent, right? Absolutely. But, yeah. But, the last, the last year has really been the, the, the launch pad. I love it. And, and, and coming from contribution, like you just said, folks, did you, did you hear what Zach said? Like he's willing to give, to groom someone to become his competitor. How stupid does that sound? But it's, <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's not, it's just like, dude, I have a, a loan officer coaching platform. What do my LOs say? Why would you give away our secrets? Dude, that's not a secret. There's I'm just, no I want to enrich, I want to enrich the industry. Right. And you know what, what, what you give comes back 10 X. Absolutely. And that's what you're learning. And and I just wanted to bash that into the listener's head. No, you're absolutely right. And, um, and the other thing that comes with that is when you go with value first, there comes another, when you're signing the agreement of life that you're going to put value first, you're going to showcase your lifestyle. You're going to put the value of your consumers, your audience, your influence first. When you sign that agreement, you're also signing another agreement. You're signing an agreement to patients because when you're doing that, you're no longer going after the sale. You're going after the brand. The brand takes time. It really, really does. And I would be lying to you if I said, if you go out and show people that you're the, you're the mom who wears the Lululemon and you know, you have the two kids running around all the time. If you showcase that, if you do it for two months, you're not really going to see much difference. But if you do it for two years, you're going to become an icon amongst that community because consistency is huge in that realm. Mm -hmm. And brand building isn't easy. It's not. Because I follow these three rules. You have to be different. You have to be consistent. And you have to quit trying to impress everybody. And, and those first two are so hard sometimes. Because in order to stay different, really all you have to do is be yourself. And that's tough sometimes. Because you may feel sometimes that you're not good enough. That you don't look right. Or that you don't sound right. You know, I, I had a stutter. And I hated talking. And I had a really squeaky voice. And... and through practice and through actually going through courses on how to speak, not, not public speaking, just literally how to talk. I've, I've been able to mold my voice to it's at least listenable and I'm confident in that. And I know my face, I'm not a model. I try to get my hair as nice as possible, but I end up normally looking like Jimmy Neutron when I don't have a haircut, like right now. <laughs> so I hope you guys are listening to this via podcast and not on YouTube. So the the premise is this you're gonna look the way you look you're gonna sound the way you sound put it on video and let people know that because you're basically just breaking down the barrier so that a year from now when they're ready to sell they feel like they already know you it won't be a listing appointment it'll be a come list me call it'll be just tell us what our home's worth and go for it and i'm telling you 94 percent, 94 percent of my listings were non-competitive this year, 94%. I had three listings where I had any competition and I got two of them. Because of the attraction. Absolutely. They saw I had the social proof. 
I had the years of content. You couldn't scroll my Instagram page long enough to get to the point where it ended. You know, they're always getting updates on my life on Instagram. I, I had a, a six and in our market, luxury is over 400,000. I had a $600,000 listing that came to me because of TikTok. I had, uh, I'm currently working with an influencer from New Jersey um, who's going to be buying a $1.8 million property. Another influencer who's also from Jersey uh, buying a close to a million dollar property cash because of TikTok. And, and that's because it's been a two year grind of growing my brand. To the point where when somebody on there that's of influence says, I want to move to Delaware, my name's being tagged constantly. Yeah. So it, it's so, so let me ask you this. Let me yeah. ask you this. So so I'm I'm a listener, I'm listening to this right now. <clears throat> I haven't yet to begun begin this strategy, and I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And so what are you telling someone like that who says, Okay, you just told me that you have so much content that it's like never ending? How mm -hmm. I can't catch up. Like it sure. makes me just want to give up. And you won't. Um, but and you but, won't. But what do you tell somebody who, because I know, I know the answer to this because but you and I are literally all in the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you tell somebody who says, I feel like I'm too far behind now. Uh, it, it, I, I can't catch up. And, yeah. and, and I, I don't, I'm not funny. I'm not entertaining. I don't fall into pools. So how do I compete with you? You got to be yourself. I, I'm, I'm not a dancer. You know, I, I'm not a rapper. I'm not, I'm not poetic. I'm not very, I'm not a good salesman. You know, I know where I'm not good, but I also am self-aware on where I am good and where I can improve. I do not, I do not say go shine a penny, go find what you're good at. Analyze your conversations. Now, what do you talk about? What value do you bring to your social group? What value do you bring to your family? What value do you bring to your workplace? If you're still part-time, find that value, ask people. Really, ask for the brutal honest. What am I terrible at? What am I great at? Be real and be yourself. Be authentic. You don't have to be some superstar influencer. I'm not. I'm simply someone who just posts myself and allows somebody to live hypothetically through me and through my stories and through the life I've lived. So for that person, you got to put in the reps. I'm never, if I viewed it in that perspective when I started and I viewed the Gary Vaynerchuk as a model of what I wanted to do, I would have quit right away because I'm never going to catch him. I'm never going to catch him. He has a company that's putting out 200 pieces of content from him daily on each platform. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to catch him. It, it, it's like if you were, if you were sitting on the bench next to Michael Jordan thinking, well, I should just quit basketball because I'm not as good as that guy. Yeah. There's always going to be that person. There's always going to be that person. When Michael entered the, entered the league, Gary Payton was that dude for him. Clyde Drexler was that person for him. But he just do I have to do my thing. Dropping you know, some, when LeBron dropping some old the, school basketball dimes, my friend. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a big sports geek. So, I mean, yeah, when LeBron entered the league, you know, he had Kobe on a fierce tear. AI was basically the face of the leagues just moving forward, uh, the movement going forward. And hell, he was drafted with Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade. I mean, he had competition out the gate, but he understand I got to do my thing. And it was this whole year. And then when Kobe was up, uh, you know, not passed away, unfortunately, but, you know, when he retired, you know, they had Kevin Durant. And then he had all this. So he just always did his thing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't always do your thing and be authentic to who you are, you're going to fail. But you got to put in the reps. It, I, looking I, at the treadmill doesn't make you good at running. 100%. I, I think what you just said there, too, to put it in a much more simplistic way is. Yeah, because I really went way too far. <laughs> well, stay in your lane. Like, yeah. don't. It, and it's hard. But, but yeah. I'll say this to everybody listening right now is that it's really hard not to judge yourself 
based on the vanity that you see on social media, which probably 95% of it is BS. hundred percent. And so don't judge based upon that. Don't try to put yourself in that realm. And don't uh, let other people judge you either. Or don't worry about it. And don't even yeah, worry, don't about, worry about, about it. I mean, it. because here's trying. the thing. You're going to take criticism, maybe not as bad as, as I did or you did because we were cavaliers, we were pioneers when doing what we were doing. And everybody looks at you and says, you're an idiot. Now it's normal. So if you yeah. get in front of the camera and do something stupid, that's normal. Yeah. You, we, we, we broke that for you. So don't worry about it. But your competition, if they criticize you, it means they're threatened by you. And if they're threatened by you, it means you're doing something right. So you should actually like make that a focus. I want to get criticized because if I get criticized, it means I love it. I got them. I love it. Yeah. I, love I, I just, I just came up with that by the way. No, you're it's a hundred percent true. I love it. So, okay. So, um, you know, if you had to tell somebody, uh, whether they are seasoned or not, mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of talked about, it was mainly video here and you mentioned TikTok, one and a half million followers, but I also know that Instagram is a, is a big piece of the pie for you. So um, if, if somebody says, listen, I need to get going on a social platform, which one should I start with? Facebook or LinkedIn. Facebook or LinkedIn are the two that you need to focus on. And it really depends on the type of market you're going after. If you're in a high-end market and a, luxury, a luxurious market where you're really focusing on you know, the high-end buyers, the, the doctors, the, you know, the engineers, the connectors, the people in the high up enterprise, you probably won't be on LinkedIn. If you're focusing like me on the first time home buyers, the first time home sellers, the military, all of that, Facebook's an amazing place to be. And you can be on both. Uh, but those would be probably your two sources. And the way I would grow from each is I would start laser focusing on one. I would go from Facebook to Instagram and then Instagram to YouTube. And then if I was on the other side of things, I would go from LinkedIn to YouTube and then YouTube to Instagram in that order. You didn't, because even, you didn't even mention TikTok. I didn't mention TikTok because it's so far down the line. It's so far down the line. And, and I say that as a realtor. Business overall, I think there's no excuse not to be on TikTok. And I feel you should at some point be on TikTok. But if you haven't mastered Facebook, Instagram, or, or TikTok, or I'm sorry, or YouTube and LinkedIn, there's no room for it. Like it, there just isn't like I tear it out. Like there's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and then there's like Instagram, Twitter. I put Pinterest up there before I would put or, and Google my business before I say TikTok, because ultimately I've gotten about 70 referrals and deals from TikTok, but that's from 1.5 million followers. So the ratio is awful. Now, if you're a realtor and you're self-aware that I'm an entertainer, I am funny, or I can talk, or I'm an educator, and I understand the concept of it, then get in. Get in and go. But you can really push out the same style of content on IG Reels, which right now is even crazier virality-wise sometimes than TikTok. So... The difference, it, it, the difference, though, is that you're not going to gain the followers from Reels. You're going to gain the views. You'll gain but, the views in the – yeah, it's, it's harder to get a follow on Instagram. Correct. And Instagram hasn't added, and I hope they do. It's so easy to follow someone on TikTok because you're scrolling. I like this. Plus, and you're followed. 
they haven't added that on Instagram. You still got to click their profile, click the button, go back. And that's so much effort for people on social media. So <laughs> you add that extra layer and it just drops. So yeah, it, it depends. I'm, if I'm telling you right now, if you want to go after a brand, then yes, go for TikTok. But understand, same thing applies. You're signing the patience contract. It's going to take effort. It's going to take videos. I have over 1,800 videos on TikTok. Wow. So it's 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 a grind. It really yeah. is. You got to enjoy the journey. Yeah, and it's it, you know since we brought it up, I I do want to touch on it because you have had success with it, and mm-hmm. yeah, you've heard me say this before. Uh, I love TikTok for the content creation piece. I don't even really care about the app. That's just a that's like a cherry on top. That's just a bonus having those followers there. Honestly, that is ego driven. It's fun because you can easy not easily. But more realistically, uh, have a video that hits a home run, that gets 100,000 or a million views. It's very, very possible. Absolutely. But for me, it's become, in the beginning, it was all, and I don't know how long you've been on. I've been on since November of? I got on late April of 2018. Okay, so you've been before me. Um, I think I was- 2019, my apologies. I think I was November 19, and I was November 19. So- in the beginning, it was like just following the trends and trying to do a trend that would go viral because I wasn't thinking business terms. I was just thinking in fun. It's since shifted big time. If you haven't been paying attention, TikTok has now become very much so where uh, everyone on it, well, not everyone, but especially business driven, they're creating business content on TikTok. Yeah. However, and what I tell everyone is the content is much more uh, consumable. It's yeah. short. It's probably going to be a little bit more entertaining and it's not just going to be that boring talking head. And so if you, if, if you can understand what I'm saying and understand what the app has and you use that as your camera and your editing software and blah, 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 and then use that to post back to the other platforms, you're actually creating more consumable content for the other platforms as well, which yeah. helps those grow. What is your, what is your thought on that? How would you, how would you say you use TikTok? Because you have one and a half million followers. I have 30 something thousand. I don't, I've no, not even. That's still fantastic. It's uh, for me, it's different. It's, it's, I have the, so I know I'm not going to be a realtor in 10 years. You know, I have this uh, Gary Vaynerchuk said at one time, he said, if Nike decided to sell wine, they would sell more than I sell in their first week because they're Nike. And the big thing about that isn't anything other than their brand. They have an audience. I'm addicted to growth. I'm addicted to growing that audience because if something were to like, say my world blew up, I showed a home to somebody and they said he raped me and I don't have any evidence against it. Something crazy happens and I lose my license. That audience remains. That audience remains. And that is still a monetizable, followable audience to where I could go start streaming on Twitch full time and be able to put food on the table. The, the power of an audience is so incredibly overlooked and the power of a strong brand is so overlooked. As far as your question as business-related content, I feel that's always been there. It's definitely becoming more widely accepted as business people become accustomed to TikTok. I think that's why we're seeing more of it because business people are understanding, okay, this is a reputable social media platform to put my content. Um, but it's always been there. One of my first videos that ever went viral got like, I think like 2.4 million views was me like 60 seconds going step one to step 17 on how to buy a house. Like it was just titled how to buy a home under 25 years old go. And I just zoomed it off. Um, that's probably all it took. Just a, just a simple 
Yeah, and title. I tell people, make it ground zero. You need, to, you need to pretend you're talking to someone who has no clue, not only who you are, because you're going to get seen by people who don't know who you are, but they have no clue what you're talking about. You don't say the word pre-approval. I don't know. What, what does that mean? What's the difference between pre-qualification? Is that a mortgage? Does that mean 20% down? Like, I mean, ground zero, Barney, like really like not slow, but just like you got to get bite-sized chunks. And if it requires a part two, awesome. Make it a part two. Don't put two parts into one video. You're going to just clutter it up. And if you're not a good talker, text is so heavy on Instagram or I'm sorry, on TikTok. Text is so heavy. I could literally make a video to a, to a viral uh, song, sit here with like me taking up like a quarter of the screen, and I could be like, bump, 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 stand alive. He's, he's pointing. Song. He's pointing. And I'm just pointing at like different texts that's popping up. Here's how to sell your home in 2021, or what's going to make this market in 2021 amazing, or here's how to be a millionaire by 30, like whatever. Tailor it to the audience. The audience is a tad bit younger. It's averaging about 23 years old right now with the average new user coming on being between 26 and 29 on average. So the app is maturing just like almost every social media did because Facebook started as a middle school app. It was originally a college app, turned into a middle school app. Grandparents got on and then the gap got filled. And then Twitter was like, celebrities and the high schoolers that followed them. And then that gap got filled. Instagram was a high school photo app that then matured and then got younger at the same time. And TikTok started really young and now it's maturing. That's how social media works. Clubhouse is starting extremely high level. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to fill the gap. I don't know how that's going to end up working, but that's yet to be seen, but it's going to fill the gap. Everyone eventually gets on these apps and the gaps get filled. Yeah. So TikTok's just simply filling that gap. It's definitely not done. I think the reason, like, if you see people like YouTube putting out YouTube shorts, they're testing it in like Thailand right now. I got to go to the beta training, it was very interesting. And then with IG Reels, like, when you see big companies who invest tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in the market research on what can we do next to get people addicted to our apps and they're doing these things, you got to listen to where the money's going. Like, you don't got to be smart, you just got to be able to listen. And if I see trends going a certain direction, I'm going to jump on them. Mm -hmm. Whole reason I'm on Clubhouse. I love and, it. you know, now I've been able to interview Grant Cardone. He told me two weeks ago, was even gonna, Grant Cardone was even going to know who I was. I was going to get floored. Not only did we get to interview him, so he's the best interview he's had in a long time. And then he has a room. He pinged me and then made me a moderator. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? You were, you were dropping anything that you were doing for that, weren't you? Oh, bro. I literally, it was last night and I was drinking, I was just had a glass of wine. My wife and I were, uh, were sitting watching some kids show because my daughter's running around and some Mickey Mouse clubhouse or something. And we're just chatting and she's on my phone. Actually, we're watching some video or something. Just like sometimes we'll scroll TikTok together. And then notification came up. It said, uh, it said that it said Grant Cardone pinged you. And uh, I didn't see it. She said, uh, I think Grant Cardone just pinged you to something. I said, no, it was probably saying he was in a room or something like that. And then I looked and it said he pinged me. I said, okay, honey, we'll, we'll chat later. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I get it. So that's awesome. it was cool. That's I got to awesome. chat with him a little more. So I mean, well, cool. and so let me ask you a question about that because I've heard some people uh, kind of, you know, make a joke in a, in a sarcastic way mm. uh, as if, so what you're gonna like let that little white thing hang out my eyebrow the whole time Jeez, i just saw it <laughs> I, I, the camera's not that good i didn't see it 
but but so when it comes to a Grant Cardone or it comes to these famous people or it comes to anything like that, you know, since we're talking about it, we might as well continue down this path. Sure. Uh, so what? Like big deal. What's that going to do for you? And so, so what is your response to that? Because again, there, you know, Ed Stulak and, and I've, I've been calling him out a lot lately and we're actually going to do a, we're going to do a, um, a webinar next week because he's very anti clubhouse and I'm not sure he may not even admit it. Maybe he's just doing it for the engagement, but I don't see the reason why. And so I want to know. And so I want to ask him. And, and, and I don't, we don't minimize anybody for their opinion. It's like, cool, yeah. like the chair, let's talk about it. What do you think? To, to answer your question, I mean, so I really have three reasons behind it of why immediately once I understood the concept of Clubhouse, I was addicted to it and why so many other people have gone the same route. And I think they share a similar mindset is A, if you are open-minded and of a growth mindset, you understand you're one connection away from changing your life at any given time. There's, there's one human connection that you could make that could literally alter your personal life, your business life, your financial life, whatever life. And I fully believe because I've seen it many, many times where the person I was next to, the person I met or the person I brought value to changed my life in one way or another. The other side of things is I am a lifelong learner. And if I can be, for example, one of my first days in, I was in a room with Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Jim Quick, who's a great author if you don't know that, um, Simon Sinek popped in and out, and then Soldier Boy, random. And they were talking real estate in a very casual, raw, like they were sitting around a, a table drinking wine with each other. Just completely unedited, uncut, real thoughts. They even disagreed with each other on a few things. Now, if there was a event where they say, hey, we're going to have 10 people. Four of them are going to be Jim Quick, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, and Soldier Boy. And you could be one of the other six and you get to listen. Just listen. You don't get to talk. You just get to listen. How much do you think the cost for that ticket would be? That's not going to be cheap. It, not at all. Grant Cardone charges $50,000 to be one of the 20 people in a room with him for a mastermind for a day. So imagine all four not that Soldier Boy is really adding too much value to that, but I keep throwing them in because I just it's think interesting. It's, funny. It's, yeah, interesting. It's, it's interesting. It shows it shows he's putting himself around the like minds. And here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing I'm going to say: If Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tom Ferry, all these people are taking the time out of their day to be on these app, and I know they're smarter than me and have lived a great life and are are on the path I aspire to be on, why shouldn't I be on the same path? Learn from past success. It leaves clues. If they're surrounding themselves with these people, why shouldn't I be? listening and watching them break bread. I mean, to the point where now I was on the stage breaking bread with them. Like you, and the third reason is you are the people you surround yourself with, especially the first five, you know, and I know I, I kind of always feel like the last two in those five are always malleable for me. I got my, my best friend. I got my wife. My daughter doesn't fall into the category too much because, you know, I don't really act too much like a two-year-old all the time. Um, and then I got my coach. The other two slots are always open. So if I can substitute you, if I can substitute guys like Aaron or, or uh, Jezebella or Tristan from uh, Trinica or even just a 15-minute Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. you know, I got to interview Gary Vaynerchuk this year. I got to uh, be on stage with Tom Ferry this year, and now I've interviewed Grant Cardone. I'm beginning to learn their life and learn what to expect and how to grow into those positions. And, and it's from putting value first. And I believe Clubhouse is an amazing place to put value first. So if you are someone who can bring an immense amount of value or someone who just simply has a sponge for a brain and wants to learn, I don't see why you wouldn't want to be on this app. Mm -hmm. 
I agree. I mean, it's a place to connect. And what you actually said there, I would even take it. So the the the, the sphere thing, the the five people, mm-hmm. I don't consider my wife part of that. Like she's beyond sure. that. She's above of that, course. right? Yeah. Uh, my kids she's are above blind, that. Yeah. But what I do tell people, especially when I coach them, I said, one of the bigger mistakes that, that uh, salespeople in general, the people that follow that rule or follow mm-hmm. it without even knowing it is, is they stay with the same five. It's the same Absolutely. group that they were in in high school. And oh if you truly have a success mindset and you truly want to go places, got to keep it moving. Yeah. You've got to continue to evolve that five. Yeah. You've got to level it up. And it doesn't mean yeah. you're kicking people to the curb. Sometimes they can still remain sometimes, but, <laughs> but, but I think some people feel bad. It's like, okay, now yeah. you just achieved, a, they were a mentor. Now you've sure. caught them, maybe past them, yeah. but you feel, you feel indebted to them, yeah. but they may not be bringing you any more value. So they can stay an acquaintance and a friend, sure. but they're At not the end going of the day, to. I'm the only one that's going to sit in that coffin. They're not going down there with me. Exactly. So if I got to make a decision for my life and my family, then it's got to be made. Level up those five always yep. be leveling up and, and i always and, keep two of them fluid if someone like a if someone like grant calls me says hey i really like what you're doing love to come you to come down the floor to 10x and, and chill with me in the plat i'd be like done yeah right done yep. you know so i'll be there tomorrow yeah pff, you ain't lying tying my running shoes i'm gonna running down I'm so excited. <laughs> i don't know about that but i'll, I'll work on it <laughs> maybe a skateboard it, i love it man i mean i think this is this is a ton to unpack and i think this this for our listeners is I think above everything, this is the power of social media. Not only can it uh, just just explode your business, and you've got an intruder behind you. So Absolutely, camera, I love it. Speak um, of the devil. If, Someone's if up from her nap. You can grow. You can grow your business. You can grow your network. You can learn. There's so so much to it, and I think Zach's brought so much of that today. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. So, I, here's what I would say to everyone, and I want you to share with them. Where can they, where's the best place for them to follow you, find you, get a hold of you? What would you suggest? Where would you tell them to go? Instagram's best and uh, I would love to connect with you there. I love it. I love it. And and so are you on all the channels? Do you put content on all of them? So if somebody's yes. listening and they're like, yeah, but I don't go to Instagram. I'm only on LinkedIn. Can I find you there? You can. I'm not active at all. I know my market. It's going to shift as I shift more, like I told you before the call. But as of right now, uh, I apply my own rules of focusing deeply on three social medias and leveraging the others. I don't have anyone leveraging my tick or my LinkedIn. I have leverage on my business page or my Facebook business, my Google, my business and my YouTube. Um, and I focus heavily on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And Love I guess it. I got to add Clubhouse to that. Well, that's good. That's good advice. And Clubhouse doesn't compare though either. That's the thing. Yeah, is, that's It's not comparable to the other social media apps. It's not. I don't even view it as a social media. I view it as a business tool. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it, man. So you heard it. His name is Zachary Faust, but it's Zachary Loft on Correct. his social media channels. I want to repeat yes. that. The best place to reach him is on Instagram. You can yep. go DM him there. And I will tell you this, if you're in Clubhouse you're the odds of you finding him are probably pretty good because he's there often. Well, yep. again, maybe not at the time that this is, this <laughs> comes out, but Zachary loft on clubhouse. But here's you, the uh, thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, folks, go follow him. So that way you're alerted when he's in the app and you then know to go check it out. Yeah. Uh, 3,700 followers at this moment. So That's I wonder what it'll be like when it gets released. Yeah. I, I probably like 10 million if I had to guess. 
You? Yeah, I no, believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. and Tristan are, are going to be taking that's, over. That's Tristan, man. That's that's not at all. But that dude, this has been this has been phenomenal. It's it's uh, the the power of social media brought us together. I'm sure it's going to keep us together. We just did a clubhouse today uh, with yep. Tessa Bella and Tristan, and yep. um, I'm really excited to see how that app evolves because yep. uh, it's going to evolve a lot. It's going to in the next. It's absolutely years. going to, and you got to get on the ride. It, it's like a stock. There's always good time to buy in on social media, but the early buy in, the more it's going to reward you. Early adopters win, period. Yep. Not 100%. Zach, I'll, be, I'll be out in St. Louis in May. We'll have to grab a, we'll, we'll definitely grab a drink. We will definitely grab, grab a drink. Love so it. again, Zachary Loft, go follow him on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Go send him a DM. He's happy to help. I, I know because I've talked to him offline, he's got some things working. So uh, in the future, there's a very good likelihood that he can help you. He can maybe coach you. So keep an eye on his evolution because it's coming. And uh, Zach, you're going to do some amazing things, brother. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you, my man. Yep. Early adopters win. Let's keep rolling. Lab Coat Nation, we are excited to announce that starting April 1st, Tristan and I are adding a weekly episode to the LCA podcast. It is going to focus on how to leverage social media to grow your business and will appear in your podcast app every Thursday. So mark your calendars and tune in for the first episode of the Drunk on Social podcast, The Symposium, on April the 1st. We'll see you there. This episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Agents Podcasts.